One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We are in Shenzhen. No, Shenzhen. Thank you. We're in Shenzhen. <laughs> Sorry, I totally choked. Oh, it's been a long day. We are in Shenzhen um, at the hotel, and we are at the WTA finals. And of course, there's some great champions here this week. And one former WTA f- champion of the finals is joining me for this episode of the Racket Magazine podcast. And I'm so pleased to welcome Aga Radvanska. Hello, very happy to be here. Yeah, thanks. Um, I used to call you Aggie, right? Yes. At the beginning. Yes. Why did I do that? It was uh, some people call me Aggie, Aggie, Aga. It's so. It's just me, Aga is yeah. what you know. Aga, for. yeah, it's yeah, yeah correct so I, one. I finally learned. Okay, it took yeah. me a while, but it's okay. But then again, I, I I've called people worse, so it's a okay. good thing. Okay, yeah, Aggie's Aggie's, not so yeah, bad. no, not too bad. Yeah. Um, one of the things that uh, I always loved about you on tour, and it was you're you're one of the people that I talk about when I used to do on court, like interviews, and I used to always try and bring out the funny side of people or have the relaxed side, and you were always so serious, and I'm like, Aga, you are so not that person, like. Be who you are, because you were one person that was very different off the court than you were on the court. Can you explain a little bit that? Well, maybe in on the interviews, especially right after the match, maybe I just didn't want to say something stupid, or I was just so tired that I just wanted to say some, something right. And um, yeah, I think so. Maybe or just too much sun sometimes, and <laughs> I was just you know wanted to be short and just want to get out there. I don't know, but um, yeah, I think you're just kind of careful what you're saying, especially when it's fifteen thousand people around yeah. you. Do do you um, were you able? How were you? I guess able to be so different on court to what you are off court because you're pretty, very talkative off the court. You're very open and gregarious, but then on the court you always look so like the same. How difficult was that, or was that just a learned behavior? I think learned behavior. I didn't really think about it much. Um, well, I really had tough way um, when I was a kid. Um, we didn't have anything. I was really fighting for everything, and my dad as well. And um, we remember those tournaments, no empires, no nothing. Yeah. And sometimes the 
the girls were cheating so much. And cheating? Was, oh, but uh, hey, they oh cheat God. everywhere. It doesn't matter oh what country. Oh my God, you, you cannot imagine. Uh, so I was always so angry. I was almost crying because, you know, it, the balls even before the line. And, you know, all the situation every single week. And I think it makes you very strong on court. And you don't want to show anything. Yeah. And that was when I was 10, 12 years old. I was really a kid. Yeah. And I didn't want to cheat anyone. It, it, yeah. When it was out, it was out. When yeah. it was on the line, it was on the line. And and I was always playing against the older ones. Yeah. So also, like, I was really the, the short, the small. And... <laughs> You know, Not much changed. Yeah, exactly. So maybe uh, maybe that, you know, just for the childhood, you just have this kind of things that, you know, then you can show it on the court and you just didn't realize that. Yeah. You um, grew up, obviously, and you are from Poland. You didn't have really anyone before you showing you the way. So yeah. how was that more difficult or... Was it kind of really cool for you at the same time? A very good question, because I think both. Um, like you're saying, I just didn't have anyone to look up to and um, to watch the practices and uh, ask how it is, what I should do or not do. Um, didn't have any anyone. It was Wojciech feedback. It was so long time ago, yeah. different times, different tennis. Everything mm-hmm. was different, so mm-hmm. you can't really compare. Um, so I just I didn't know what the fitness looks like to be honest yeah. when I was 18 or 19 years old I just I when I was and when now I know what should I do or the other players how they practice and how I should look everything from the beginning so how did you I f- didn't I maybe I did maybe five percent of it so how did you figure that out um just on tour just from experience and traveling around, seeing other players, and um, in Poland we didn't have anything. So I was learning from the beginning when I was already on tour, and I should know that a little bit before, right? But nobody uh, knew that. And but on the other hand side, maybe it was less pressure mm-hmm. because I think there's a bit Polish mentality that. Um, in Poland, we don't have anything, so there's no chance for anyone to, so the sky... to be there on TV, you know, like to, to play the biggest tournaments. So the sky is falling, the sky is falling yes. mentality. Like, yeah, so, yeah. so I wow. think I kind of proved that you can do it, even yeah. practicing Poland without uh, pretty much facilities, without... Anything, academies, without, without balls, anything. You, like, it's expensive to buy balls, to get practice partners. Of course, everything is very expensive. I'm from Krakow. There's still no hardcourts there. Can you imagine? Well, why haven't you built one? Well, I wanted to, but there was really not much space. And you, of course, you want to do it in the city, not around it. Mm-hmm. And actually then... Not one outdoor hardcourt. No, not, not even indoor. Well, what did you play on then? I played up? on the uh, on the grass with the. Um, no wonder you were so, so good on grass. Yeah, I like the grass. Yeah, but I can't imagine that like Poland, low bands. Yeah, but I can't imagine that Poland is known for grass. I mean, you don't there exactly were, have the greatest of weather for grass. So there's like sensitive grass, like with dust, Synthet- like a synthetic grass, synthetic, also yes. with sand. Yeah, exactly. Like in Australia, in yeah, with sand or without, it depends where mm-hmm. and if you want to slide or not. Uh, but yeah, there's maybe two cores of uh, real grass, but there's only synthetic um, grass. No, no, there's the real grass, but private. So next to the house, uh, like you know, okay, somebody okay. is a very big With fan of the grass, exactly, and oh they have it. So no, they didn't know grass in Poland, absolutely not. My first t- 
time when I was playing on the grass was uh, Wimbledon Juniors. Exactly. Oh my god. When I won. So so that was a little bit crazy. Yeah. So that explains your game, right? Yeah. I mean that you because you have an unusual way to hit the ball, right? You hit. You like to absorb pace. Mm-hmm. You like to create certain mm-hmm. crazy shots. Mm-hmm. We all know that you're one of the greatest like shot makers of all time. Um, but I tell you why. Okay, t- that's why we're here. Be- because um, in Krakow, I was playing anywhere. When it was the court, when it was uh, when they give us uh, yeah, when I was, they, they give us some uh, um, courts indoor after everyone. So sometimes I have five practices, five practices on five different courts. Yeah, five different surfaces. Amazing. So it was kind of like, it looks like plastic from the shower when you yeah, shower. Yeah, 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 you yeah. have this kind of plastic. Yeah. So there was this kind of surface. Once was uh, like really a piece of wood, like we are yeah, yeah, actually yeah. sitting right now on here. Uh, then it was a little grass. Then of kind of like gummy surface. So yeah. fast, like unbelievable all, fast. All mostly quick. Yes. Which is explains your game. Yeah. There were no slow surfaces. And sometimes, uh, of course, uh, clay yeah. as well, indoor, outdoor. Yeah. So I think uh, I was adjusting the surfaces as well pretty quick because that's where I was, all my life, I was playing like this. Wherever, just the net lines and we play. And it doesn't matter what surface it was on. That is That explains so much. Mm-hmm. I never knew this about you. Yeah. This yeah. is why we love to do the things like this and podcasts yeah. and yeah. to get to know why and how you end up with the game that you have so it's really important I think for some people to understand that there's not one way to play yeah that you have to adjust to what you have you also have to adjust Mm -hmm. to how you are built which you're not big and strong you're about Mm -hmm. what five eight uh I don't know what's five eight yeah it's about that okay I'm one I'm five ten and one seventy eight okay so it's not you're not that mm-hmm. big, mm-hmm. Um, but you're you know, and you don't exactly like have a huge build. No. But it just proves to you that you learn to adapt to everything. Yes, and I think that's um, a really good lesson, like for for um, even on the tour when you really change the tournament sometimes pretty quick, uh, change the tournaments and from surface to surface. Sometimes even the hardcores are different, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, right. you have only w- one warm up. Yeah. And before your match and that's it and yeah. you have to play and mm-hmm. uh, sometimes uh, now I can see for example kids playing um, two weeks on the surface and they're saying oh they, they didn't adjust and it's like too slow or too fast like Cause that's oh how my they god I think they have like too good um, everything is just too good sometimes yeah. uh, because mm-hmm. then you're just expecting much more yeah. And but you had everything so do you would you recommend that young players, 10, 11, 12, for example, hit one day on hard court, maybe the next day on clay? Because that's an interesting way to think about it a little bit, right? I think sometimes, why not? Of course, for the body, it's hard yes. because you're definitely running a little bit different and uh, for your body, it's like a, it's big it's thing. A shock, yeah. But, of course, when you're a kid, the intensity is not that big. Yeah. You're running, you're light, like everything you're is fun. You yeah, everything be. is soft and it's uh, it's not that quick. So for your body, it's not that hard like we were doing this right now. Yeah. Changing the surfaces, which yeah. we're going to feel in every bone in yeah. our body. When we go from gra- clay, for example. I exactly. Can, I can tell people. We yeah. go from clay to grass. The, the number one word in the locker room is, do you have grass ass? 
Yes. Because your butt yes. is so sore. Like you, coconuts. Yeah. Always like saying. coconuts. Well, mine yeah. were never coconuts, but okay. mine were always. Oh, little, my always. Mine were like flat tiles. <laughs> okay. I had no butt at all. Okay. So, all right. So that's. Thank you. That was incredible to listen to that part of like how things went for you as a kid and why you developed the game that you developed. So I guess, you know, changing to today, for example, I guess, uh, what have you been up to? Well, because uh, we're going to get time. back into what, yeah. the, what the other stuff is. But. Yeah, uh, more free time for sure, uh, less stress and uh, you're enjoying uh, life and you can do more activities that you were avoiding all those years just to be safe and not broke a finger yeah uh so um you know i'm happy and time flies and i just you know i feel like i just retired two weeks ago really and it's already one year so um of course i was busy with dancing with the stars yes that's uh, right i was skiing that went very bit. well for you yes yes i really that was really you great the experience and uh, not really semi-finals more like quarter. <laughs> that's so, how, okay. That's, that's how we interpret things. What, what round did yeah, you get to? Yeah, yeah. Quarters. Quarters, yeah. Okay, it's better than yeah, your, better yeah. than first round. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was so afraid. Oh, my God. Not to, you know, not to lose There's the been first a round. lot of tennis players that have gone, not, not a lot, but a few. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them have lost in the first round. Yeah, so I feel good about that. Yeah, not good feeling. No. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. that you want to do good and it's life and you want to really see uh, the best moves and... Also, like, look nice. Yeah. And then, well, you always look nice. Well, you know. Try your best. Yeah, exactly. But there, then I have, you know, a um, couple of hours to prepare, so it's good. <laughs> yeah, and, and you have everyone else doing it for exactly. you. Exactly. Hair and makeup. <laughs> Welcome to television. Yes. So, uh, so the passions outside of tennis, then, have you found any, or are you still trying to figure that out a little bit? Well, Because uh, one year is not a long time. Yes, um... It's not about one sport. I, I think, you know, I like to do everything just for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, biking, or now I'm skiing again. Um, oh, we should ski again. I love skiing. Yes. Um, so after 18 years of break, it's, it was really good. It was Are, really you nice. good? Are you good? Are you good skiing? No. No. And can you imagine? I was so tight. and <laughs> I, I just wanted to do it so good. Of yeah. course, I remember a little bit, so I could do it. But I was so tight and um, I was panicking when I was spinning a little bit more than I thought you, it was, should be. Yeah, you have to learn pizza. Um, I had grass ass again. <laughs> so I, I exactly knew um, what the grass is uh, grass feeling ass is. like. Yeah, exactly. And after four days, I could actually turn. Uh, and, uh, when I was turning on the one leg. Ah, no, all good. those four days I was on the both legs because I was so tight. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, all friends were waiting for me down down the down, bottom. Yeah, down the bottom, and I was like in the halfway, and I'm like, oh God! And I thought I was even, you know, uh, going too fast. I'm like Jesus Christ, this is not good. So um, there's a, still ahead of me a lot of things that I have to learn. Um, but um, also. Um, I'm studying as, as well. Studying? And yes. Wow. Um, of course, I'm studying already a couple of years, but uh, now the goal is to finish yes. the school. So hopefully that will be next year. What are you studying? Tourism. Oh. In the Polish University. Wow. University in okay. Krakow. So, yeah, um, yeah almost uh, actually starting the fifth year. So So what do you oh. want to do with your tourism uh, actually, degree? Uh, I'm not a sure. hotel? I have already at a hotel. Oh, excuse me. Uh, in Krakow. In, what's, the, what's the name? It's uh, Agatha's Apartments. Agatha's Apartments. And there yes. are apartments. 
every apartment is different because every apartment is looks like a city when I won the tournament. Oh, and how many tournaments did you win? Um, I won uh, 20, but at the moment it's only 10 apartments. Oh, what? What? Yeah. Why don't you build one with 20 apartments? Yeah, well, um, I'm working on it. <laughs> um, but um, it's, it, I, I mean, there's so much nice, uh, um, you know, a lot of people saying this it's so nice because there's nothing like this mm. in the whole world mm. that um, you That's go there cool. and there's of course everything from the, from the tournaments uh, rackets towels balls souvenirs oh. badges wow. uh, everything what I was getting even the envelope for the from the prize money received I just you know oh, really? is there so it's uh, from the tournament so um, everything what I uh, what, what made I you think what made you think to do that? Well, uh, to be honest, it's a lot of um, ideas from my mom, actually. Really? Yeah. Interesting. She did a very great job. She was taking care of it uh, from the beginning, as she still does. So, mm -hmm. um, um, yeah, she's in Krakow and, you know, looking uh, after that. And I'm just going there and checking if all is okay. Uh, but um, it's, it's great to see that, you know, People are coming back. Yeah. Oh, good. That's, and they love it. Oh, that's good. And um, all around the world, people from Singapore, from China, wow. from Dubai, uh, wow, Russians, like everyone. Well, everyone. I have to admit, I have never been to Krakow. Oh, so, there you go. Uh, can I request a particular room? Like yeah. maybe Eastbourne. I liked that. Uh, don't, don't have, have Eastbourne. Eastbourne. Oh, yeah. come on. But there's a Wimbledon. Oh, oh, can I have the Wimbledon? Yeah. Okay. Actually, Australia, everybody wants to. No, you didn't win the Australian. Yeah. Came very but, close though. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was. Two semis, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one you'd probably like to take back. Yes, yeah, yeah. probably a couple of them, but yeah. well, what, yeah. what do you do now? Well, now, speaking of, um, okay, so you're doing the hotel, which is great, yes. and you're sort of figuring out what you want to do, you're doing your degree. Is there anything that you miss? Because it has been a year. And you, for me, it was a couple of years before I could let it go. Um, it's also like the both sides, um, because... Of course, you're missing the atmosphere at the tournaments because obviously you can still travel, you can mm -hmm. still hit, and you can still run. But I think at the tournaments, there's the adrenaline that you always is always there, of course, and waiting for your match or watching you performance. Like, you miss that? I mean, the atmosphere that you know you, you, you're there and you have this adrenaline that you're gonna go on court. Yeah the same day or the day after and and you just you know you you pumped up and you always always uh, feel like you know in the competition and here is like it's quiet you don't really have do you feel like uh, it's, it's going to sound terrible but mm -hmm. do you feel like you wake up and you don't have as quite a bigger purpose and uh, not really but it's um i think it's just the tennis adrenaline mm -hmm. Uh, it's, so it's not like uh, um, I have uh, uh, you know I can be in the bed whole day because I, I have nothing to do. Yeah, it's just a tennis adrenaline that mm -hmm. you're gonna have only at the tennis tournament. It's interesting that that's what you miss because I find it interesting to what what people miss. Some people say I miss my friends or I miss um, mm -hmm. you know certain cities. I mm -hmm. miss winning. I miss the feeling of winning. You know, and yeah, you're saying you mm -hmm. miss just. The, but I think the tougher the, part, which but, is you miss that, the adrenaline. But the adrenaline also, I think, it goes together with winning. Okay, all right. Because you're not gonna miss something, obviously, when it's not positive. Yeah. And when you're losing, right? So the adrenaline is with winning. And you don't miss the losing part. Uh, not really. <laughs> uh, but I think this is a part of tennis. Yeah. And I think um, 
we say we can even say tennis is for losers as well. Yeah. You're losing every single week. Yeah, almost. And you have to deal with that. Of course, if you if you name Novak Djokovic and oh. you're losing two matches a year, yeah. it's maybe yeah. <laughs> right. It's yeah. a bit different. Yeah. But this is Novak, and yeah. we are here, and yeah. you're losing almost every single week. So I think it's uh, it's really tennis is really for tough people. Fucked up people. Yeah. 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 Is that what I you agree. said or did you say another word? Because uh, I, I, I heard fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> both, both, definitely both. You know what I say? It's uh, t- playing a professional sport for a living is uh, is legal addiction. Yes, you know, it like is. It's a drug. It is, it is. But, but you're allowed to do it. Yes. Uh, or it's, it's good I agree. For I agree because that's, you know, you're doing this for a whole year and you're sacrificing everything for that yeah and the highs and, are high and the lows are low yes and you're up and down up and down and um of course you're doing everything to be the best but sometimes it's just not your day or you just have this you know couple of months that you know you're just playing shit and and that's it that's and the way it is that's the way it is and you're never gonna play whole 10 or 11 months perfectly yeah, because no. that's impossible so um but how did you handle the losses because some players really have a hard mm-hmm. time. They lock themselves in their room for a day or they really get depressed. Some are like, oh, it's okay. You know, I'm... how were you? I think I was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because I have always something off the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't lonely. I had always some fun, either with sister uh, or with my husband right now or with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always something that I could a little bit um, forget what just happened a couple of hours ago. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very important, actually, especially... To live for, in the moment? Yeah, to... just to have something mm-hmm. off the court mm-hmm. that, you know, you can just hang around and you seriously, like, forgetting you just uh, lost a match from three matches. So what point. would you do with your so, sister or with your husband if you lost? Would you go out? Would yes, you... just, you know, even... Talking, watching something, uh, going out, or mm-hmm. just anything. Mm-hmm. Just not talk about tennis, yeah. uh, like particular match or match points, set mm-hmm. points. I mean, of course, the worst are when, when you have match points and you're losing the match. That's yeah, that's that's tough. painful. That's painful, mm. and it's always gonna be. Yeah, but, you ruminate over that. Oh match yeah, point. and then, I should have done this. I should have done uh, that. Yes. Why didn't I do this? Yeah, and do you that's remember? the worst. Is there one match that? Um. To be honest, I won a couple of matches from the match points, um, but I'm not sure about what exactly happened if I missed. But always actually saying that I was sometimes too scary in the important moments. You didn't and go I, for it. Yeah, I didn't go for it and I should go for it. And uh, that's what I said. And I remember saying to myself this many times. Mm-hmm. Is there one specific, if there's one specific match that you could take back in your career and redo it? From the match points? Well, from match points or any point, really. Because sometimes you can play a match and have a match point and feel like you did the right thing. Yeah, because, And sometimes you feel like you didn't have a match ace, point. Or ace yeah, or something, or something yeah. you know? Uh, probably it's going to be more than one. That's okay. I have many. Uh, hmm. But it's, it's hard to just... For example, of course, I would love, love to play uh, one more final against Serena at Wimbledon, but... To be honest, I didn't do anything wrong. No. She was just too good. Yeah. And you can live with I, that. I, 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 I couldn't do 
much more but I could for example go on the court with the experience that I have already yeah. and play the better first set I was so tired I just slip away yeah uh, so quickly and yeah. uh, maybe I would just start over again and maybe be a little bit more calm yes and you know that set will be as good as the second or the third how difficult um, if you were to talk to somebody who said you know maybe I'm playing my first final like what experiences can you tell me about that I think it's just, um, to be honest, it's not much to say because that's the, again, the same match, the same opponent, it's just the final. So you're going on the court, you know that the last match is the last day yeah. of the biggest event in the year. Yeah. So I think that's it, you have to just to be there to feel it mm-hmm. because there's nothing um, really special uh, around it, right? It's the same court, the same match. You just you put so, so much emphasis on it that you yes. couldn't play in the and first it's set. in your head. It's only in your head. Yeah. So um, um, I think you just have to be there to, to know. Yeah. So experience is very important. Very important. Yeah. You can't buy it, right? No. If you had another final, you would have approached it differently. Whether it was against Serena or whoever, would you have been a very different player? You think? A little bit for sure. I mean, especially the beginning. Yeah. And sometimes we know the beginning is very important as well. Yeah. Um, when you when you go to, when you when you go for the first couple of games, mm-hmm. have more confident. Mm-hmm. You you know what you have to do. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's that's I think that's helping a lot. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. take uh, some experience from that match and put it into other big matches after that like of course winning the WTA finals that you did and a lot of tournaments that you won did because obviously it's not as mm. big as a grand slam final but did you take some of the experiences from that and put it into the next l- lot of big matches after that oh yes it actually the other finals didn't really feel like a final because wow. i didn't really feel that much pressure yeah i remember and Wimbledon. I remember I felt I couldn't even turn my head because actually I felt like I have like half of my pasta in my throat and I couldn't speak I couldn't turn yeah you, so you feel it, like pins and needles up the side of your neck like you just I was just out yeah, of body like, experience yeah I had to turn home my body to to turn yeah because my head was impossible only to turn so now a question uh, to ask you about that final because you both you and Serena are both in the members locker room at Wimbledon did you walk out behind Serena or in front of her out to center court? Do you remember? I have no idea. What? You don't remember? 
I think I was first. You were walking in front. I think so. Okay. I think one so. One of the only reasons I'm why not, I s- I'm not 100% sure. Well, one of the reasons I say that is because uh, I hate to talk about myself, but last in the, my last Wimbledon final, doubles final, I played Venus and Serena, the Sam. Mm-hmm. And they were walking in front of us. Okay. And I remember thinking as we were walking behind them, there's such a presence about them. Mm-hmm. Serena's just got those great yes. shoulders and Venus is so tall and there's just a presence about them that is so unmistakable. You know, and I remember walking behind and I wasn't intimidated by a lot of people in doubles, but I was like, I looked at Sam very quickly and was just like, because they just have a presence. So I was wondering if you walked in front or behind. You probably walked in front if you don't remember. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think so. Because uh, the hallway is so skinny. It is. And it's pretty long way to yeah. go. It's into quiet. The, uh, yeah, by the stairs as well. Yeah. So. I th- yeah, I think I was. The, uh, Did you have goosebumps first. when you walked out to the court? Or uh, were you trying so hard? To I focus? think I think it was everything in my head. Um, especially I had a lot of matches on the center court, yeah, so yeah. Um, the center court didn't impress me. Yeah, it was about this feeling not, that is not, the last day. We want to tell people not it didn't impress you. It didn't scare you. Yes, yeah, because you exactly, played so many exactly. times on it. And I think the year I was playing three or four times. Yeah. And uh, like half of the tournament I spent so on, on the, the center court. court. It was yeah. just the moment. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah. Wow, it's it's a it's a memory though. It's it's pretty amazing. Um, do you remember, you know, going back in your career? Who was the most like fun for you to play against? Because you had, I have to tell you, when you retired, and I think I wrote you this on Twitter. I said I will miss commentating you so much because you were my, you were literally one of my favorites. Because no matter everyone that played hits the ball big and hard mm-hmm. and serve, and you always had something creative and mm-hmm. fun, and always I could say, read right? where you were moving. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, had my thought was the same as yours a little mm-hmm. bit, and I loved loved watching you play. You know, was there one player that you walked on the court and went, okay, I know this is going to be a really nightmare, long but fun, and win or lose, I'm okay. I think that was Svetlana Kuzentsova. Oh, really? I think, uh, um, obviously, a great champion. We played so many times against each other mm-hmm. on every surface. And I remember I lost to her from the match point. I won against her uh, when Down she was... Uh, I was, uh, I remember Madrid, 6-3 down in the tiebreaker in the third set, and I won. Yeah. So we had really uh, good matches against each other. And I think um, she's the one of the players that she can do everything on court. Uh-huh. Very powerful, good touch, yeah. uh, mixing up, mm-hmm. playing spin, yeah. flat, yeah. slices, um, good volley. Uh, she can also kick, kick, kick serve. serve. It's yeah, very good. Yeah. So, you know, very always very entertaining yeah. and also very tough playing against her. And we had really long ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My fa- one of my favorite matches, well, I've, there's so many, I mean, so many that I can mention about you. But one of my favorite matches ever was when you played Dominika Sibylkova at Wimbledon yes. on court two. It yes. used to be the old court two. Yes, yes. And now that it's match three, was like literally the both uh-huh. of you were on your knees half the match because yeah. she was so exhausted. Yes. But it was like Domi's just 
killing the ball and mm. trying to win the point and you're like getting one more ball back mm. and one more ball back and yeah that was a good one as well it's yeah yes. you guys had a great rivalry as well but you had great rivalries against yeah. everyone speaking of rivalries what do you think about kim coming back i mean it's crazy right it is crazy and i didn't expect that at all yeah um well when you have three kids uh such a good career and um a lot of things outside the court yeah um you think why and yeah but well I why th- do you think then have you spoken to her uh no mm-hmm. but i think for the new challenge i think yeah she was a little bit bored at home maybe mm-hmm. just not enough adrenaline like we were talking about yeah. b- before mm-hmm. and i think she's looking for some more adrenaline uh and a new challenge but well f- it's going to be interesting now we can see a lot of young ones very strong playing as uh, players that have a lot of experience yeah there are no more easy matches, no more short matches. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be tough, mm. but I'm very curious how she's going to do because, uh, well, I'm just also uh, curious. Um, she was playing Legends. She was still, yeah. she was still on court. And, um, Trust me, I was playing doubles with her in yeah. Legends and she still hits the ball. Okay. okay. But there's a difference between you. Legends and the tour. <laughs> and the tour. So yeah. it's going to be a great yeah. challenge if she gets fit yeah. and, and has to stay healthy. And and also singles, because even yeah. doubles on tour is different than yeah. the Legends. And yeah, yeah. what about course, singles? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, well, uh, and, and I think the courts are also slower than before yeah. because they're doing everything to make the tennis a little bit uh, you know, longer on TV, better yeah. for the spectators. Yeah. Balls are also, I think, more like fluffy. Balls are, yeah. uh, Balls are so different every week. Different, yes. But yeah. I think they, they, they're not really, they're not fast. No. So they're, not like the, they're not what we like. Yes, what exactly. And, and I think 10 years ago, you could still have some tournaments that was a bit faster, the balls are a bit different. Would you like to see that? Maybe you should put a tournament in Krakow and uh, make it a fast court. Um, well... <laughs> It's for sure uh, worse for the spectators and for yeah. TV to have, yeah. you know, quick only points. quick points, aces and winners or mistakes. Uh, but, like, for Kim, I think it's going to be harder because you're not going to make winner from, Everything. you know, from first po- uh, shot mm. because it's impossible. Uh, but, well, um, we'll, see. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to for sure want to see her first match. So flip from her, for example, to someone like Corey Goff, Coco Goff, yes. that you've seen yes. play a little yes. bit. What do you think about her game and would you have liked to have played somebody like that or can you imagine playing somebody like that young can you imagine once um in miami um they asked me to hit with some girl yeah just this is when you were playing yes it was uh three years ago she was 12 she was 12 she was 12 i didn't know it's her yeah sure it was like 15 15 minutes 15 20 minutes why did they want you to hit Anyway, the same uh, the same agent and okay. you know she's the girl that uh, you know mm-hmm. uh, wants to play tennis and be yeah, and yeah, yeah. being around and I'm um, like yeah why why not and she was already uh, as tall as me uh, as tall as you uh, she's an incredible athlete huh and really tall like long legs so okay wow and then we start to hit and I thought you know it's gonna be like really like, hitting like, like 12 year olds hit yes like you know just a little bit um, and then she starts to hit like the 20 year old I'm like oh my god yeah. of course she makes some you know mistakes. mistakes and that wasn't that consistent but I was like very skinny but you know so powerful wow and 
when she served, she served like 170 there. Which you've never served in your whole life. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, I wish You're I like, could serve like this. Oh my, okay. All right. And then like, You're literally Jesus, like, like when I was, I was 12, I was serving like 110 maybe. If Kilometers. So. Oh yeah, come here, I was not miles. Yeah. Now I'm not even serving miles right now. So I was like, okay. And then three years later, I'm seeing her on tour. Playing Venus. Playing Venus and beating players from top 20. Um, I'm like, oh my, okay. I mean, I knew she's going to play, but not as fast as that. As that, because I mean, 15 year old, I remember me, 15 year old, no, there's no chance even physically yeah. to play. Like that. It doesn't matter against who on the tour. There was just no chance physically. So I'm, I'm, I'm impressed, especially she's thinking on court. She's really thinking on court. She's not like, we, sometimes we, we, I calling this kind of like blind shooters. Yeah. So the blind just, shooters, meaning people that see ball, hit ball, hit ball, hard. Whatever, hard, 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 doesn't matter where, just hard. Give me an example of someone like that. Well, I mean, it's not about, sometimes it's just, sometimes I think the girls panicking or not really thinking to change something. Yeah. And they're doing that. Like, why are you doing that? It's not going to help you at Mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. And you can see 15-year-old, now 16-year-old girl was really thinking. Mm. She knows where uh, to put the ball, when to hit, when to slow down a little bit. And that's very impressive. I think that's the the most impressive thing uh, about her. Really? Above everything else? I think so. Just to just to think, and she can use all her skills because she's really thinking and not panicking. When when you hit with her, did she talk to you? Did she ask you questions, or was she quite shy? Quite shy. Yeah. With her dad, and of course, I didn't have that much time because I was really yeah. uh, it, I was I was playing. It was uh, I was still in the competition, so um, um, it was really shy. Of course, we had uh, pictures and talked a little bit, but she was just a kid. Yeah, and, wow. so that's, a, that's incredible. Yeah, it is. Hey, it you're is. coming up with some beauties today. Some great stories. Yeah. Wow. Coco Goff at 12 and you're like, what the hell? You're my height and you're serving bigger than me already. What the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> this is not fair. Not fair at all. <laughs> what, one of the reasons why you retired was, what, what, I guess, what was the overlying reason why you ended up retiring? Um, mentally and physically that was combination both mm. i don't know what, what was first to be mm. honest it doesn't matter and it's, i think it always goes together in in some point mm-hmm. and i knew i i just not gonna play at the same level that i was playing last 10 years mm-hmm. and for me either i play and i'm top 10 or i'm done yeah mm-hmm. i don't want to be like 25 30 there are some players that you know playing for five six years going down going down and down and down and playing playing some qualities and then some even itf and then Mm -hmm. like i don't see like for what Mm -hmm. um i have a like good life outside Mm -hmm. tennis and i think you know i was playing for so many years in a row because i think there's a lot of players that having breaks in between but that's also a little bit different career mm-hmm. than when I was playing 13 years in a row without yeah. any breaks. Yeah, and you playing, played a lot. Playing almost 50 grand semi in a row, that's a little bit different story. Did you contemplate even for a second maybe coming back? Because there was word on the street that you might come back. No, I I, I, at the moment, we're sitting here, there's no chance. Yeah. Um, because I don't think physically 
that I can even be top 20 at the moment because mm-hmm. there is just uh, too much for my body. Like we were saying, my body, it's not really the athlete body that we can see in others that yeah. is really strong and uh, they you can have do... A, um, you have a cross-country body. Yeah, exactly. That's you can that... run for hours. Exactly, like marathons and... Uh, yes, and that's what I did, actually. Uh, yeah, but you did. I, I even at the moment I'm playing some doubles for fun or I'm running or I'm sighting and I'm for example walking for yeah. 10 kilometers a day and yeah. I'm cramping and yeah. I my foots are like oh, it's disaster yeah so and, and, your, back, and, and your back because that was one oh of the my back is also it's it's terrible and your shoulder I still uh, now um there's no chance for me to surf because your shoulder's uh, so bad it's so bad it's so bad um sometimes I'm trying but it no it's, it's a joke so, so when you and your husband have children, because this is going to happen, right? One day? Yes. Are you going to put them into tennis? Well, I have nothing against... Or is, against. Your gra- is grandpa going to oh, give them for no sure. chance? Uh, um, no, I think grandpa will love to play uh, with uh, grandchildren. So, um, well, I think it all depends, right? I mean, I think uh, when you see kids, you can really see from the beginning if they can do it or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think not, not everyone can play tennis and you're going to play tennis because you see it's just yeah. going to happen, yeah. right? Yeah. And well, some I don't want to put their kids in their sport and some really do. So, um, well, And your husband, is he is the Fed Cup coach, captain yes. for Poland. So, you know, he yes. might want his child yes. to be Of course. Um, I have nothing against. And um, now, actually, I'm building uh, a house. And I want to also court in next the to the house. Yes. Oh my God, you're so, an anomaly. Seriously, no, so most I don't tennis players don't so want to see it. Tell me sport. if it's sick or it's normal. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting, right? So you know, I have nothing against, and um, I would love to hit as well right now with the kids, with friends. But for me, uh, just the chapter of personal tennis, it's it's over. But it's not like I hate tennis and I cannot. Hate, yeah, some people I, hate tennis. Exa- and you love, and I, it. You love and tennis. And I know the players who hate tennis and I talk with a lot of them. Yeah. That they don't but, ever want to play again. Oh, and they really like, oh, they can't even talk about it. Really? Yeah. So I think, you know, it's... I uh, won't ask you to reveal any of them. No, no. But it's... But uh, I'll ask you once we turn the tape off. <laughs> exactly. But it's, uh, it's interesting that... Um, some of the players that I also talk to, they saying there's no chance the kids gonna play tennis. Yeah, really interesting. Uh, because I think um, it's not easy. Yeah. We all know how much work and how many years of sacrifice mm-hmm. um, is on the way to be here where we're just sitting. Mm-hmm. So it's not about one year or two years. Sometimes there are the sports that they they starting when they're twelve, fourteen. Yeah. When when you, you want to really be mm-hmm. on the top. You four have to start. or five years old yeah. and everything in the tennis is always the priority from the beginning it's so, the priority from the beginning yeah so yeah. it's not it's it's really really hard of course when you're on the top it's you, you're always saying yeah it's like uh, you're not a wedding and you'll never change your life for something different but there's millions of people that they're not on the top and they sacrifice so many things yeah and and now they have Pretty much nothing. Yeah. So uh, that's why I think uh, those players who knows that you know how much work yeah. is on the way. It's tough. They're not they really. Know. They want. They don't they, want the kid to be unhappy. And and really see that the same way. 
over again. So I have to ask you, because your dad was your coach for a long time yes. and your sister played, were you always, from the start to the end of your career, always happy about tennis? Um, well, my dad used to play and for uh, as a kid, we didn't have a choice. We had to play to tennis. Play tennis yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, you like it or you don't like it. Um, I don't you, care. You play. You play, you practice, or you, you, you feel a bit sick, it doesn't matter, you play tennis and then you can go to the bed. So, very strict. Yeah. And always the priority, always in the first place. And um, there was nothing about it. Um, and I think the mentality of people have changed. Um, the mentality of... Um, I think parents, that they were they're the one, the kids having this kind of... So your dad, childhood. Your, ja- your dad wanted it more than you at the beginning? Of course, because I was, I think, too young and too small to... To even to, understand. To understand, to, to even think and dream that I'm going to be on TV and, and actually yeah. playing against Serena because I was watching Serena for so many years, yeah, right? Yeah. And have on uh, her posters, so what's you know? what's the balance then for parents? Um, it's always hard to say. And, and, I, and I think a lot of... Uh, it's... It's all about kid how how he sees tennis because some of them they want to play whole day. All the kids, yeah. All the kids sometimes, and sometimes there's a kid like yeah, I'm tired. I'm, I don't want to do it. And you it. need to push them. Yes. So, so I think it's all about the mentality of yeah. the kids. So basically, you're saying it's okay to push your kid if they need to be pushed. Yes. But you also have to recognize if there's somebody who doesn't need to be pushed. But I think if you were to raise a child, you would push them but you would always make sure they're happy yes because i think you kind of have to push because i don't think you have to push sometimes yeah. five or seven year old kid is not smart enough to mm. not know What's what they want right or wrong yeah or or if he wants to play tennis or i don't know basketball Swing, yeah. or it's it's just the kid is just too young so yeah. that's the that's the parents here who make this Ooh, decision i can't wait for you to have kids <laughs> so happens. It's, it's always very tough and there's like no recipe for for We're everyone champion. right it's, yeah there's a lot of details on the way like hundreds of details i think yeah. you know yeah. just yeah. you know well you're building a house and putting a coat next door i have yes a, i have a slight suspicion your kid is going to play tennis <laughs> well for sure it's going to play not, but how we'll, we'll see about that well probably a little different to you because it will be a nice hard court i would imagine oh yeah <laughs> yes or a grass yes, court. yes what are you going to do well, um, a hardcore for sure. Okay. Um, because you know it's it's Grass easiest. Is very it's easiest. Difficult to take care of. But um, for me, like I grew up on clay. Okay. Um, we didn't have hardcore, and yeah, everywhere was just the clay, and also the um, the synthetic ITFs. grass and all that. Uh, we're just on clay courts everywhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I didn't have money to go to the states yeah. or to travel. I don't know tra- travel around the world. So everything important on Europe, uh, Czech or Slovakia was on clay or indoors, fast or indoor co- carpet, mm, carpet, carpet indoor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then actually, I I was starting to play on tour and on the on the hardcore, and I was always saying I hate hardcore because I don't know how to play on hardcore. This is so bad, and I was so pissed like. Why you have to play on hardcore? And then it was like ninety percent of the tournaments are like, on hardcore. Honey, you have no choice. Like no choice. And then I suddenly changed one eighty. Like no, well, because you realized how good you were on hardcore. And then I love hardcore. I was playing everything on hardcore. And then every like year by year, I just couldn't play on clay, clay. anymore <laughs> because I was physically not strong enough. Yeah. And 
took me so much energy yeah. I couldn't finish the ball and it's just one match it was like four matches on the hard court yeah and I hated it and like I was so much energy but and it cost so me different. so much it cost me so much playing that on clay on clay so that's why like last three years I didn't play on clay yeah interesting so um look how, how that changed yeah and yeah. yeah so that's interesting so it doesn't matter when you start it just it doesn't matter when you start or what you start, start on yes it depends on what you end up being good at Yes. And also understanding players are different. They hit the ball yes. differently to you. And you played with your sister a lot. And she plays a lot different to some other players <laughs> on the tour. Exactly. But also different tennis. Like when I was seven year old. Yeah. Uh, year old. To 27. It was just different tennis. Yeah. Different yeah. opponents. Different girls. I mean, there's just, you know, everything changed. So. Okay. You've been so nice to um, spend your time here. We're actually sitting and watching Benchich playing Svitolina in the semi final. So we'll see what happens because Benchich just won the first set. But um, I want to know from you I saw so many great, unbelievable shots of yours. You know, if there was one shot that you were like, God, I could, I, you know, if you, you have kids and you're like, okay, there's one shot, watch this from mommy. Watch this shot from mommy. Watch every single day. <laughs> yeah. What one would it be? I think that shot uh, from Miami when I was playing against uh, Flipkens. Yeah. I think that was the shot that uh, was not happening, right? Yeah. At all. Yeah. And you cannot see that shot every single day, right? So, yeah. um, you know, that's the instinct. That's the reaction. Yeah, that's the instinct. You not practice that. Just, no. This is just the but reaction. But some players wouldn't what even you were saying, think. We're not, you're not panicking. You're yeah. just seeing what is happening. And you do it. it. Things go from really fast to really mm-hmm. slow. And you, ha- when you have a brain like yours and you have uh, the ability to create on the tennis yes. court, yes. You, everything slows down. No? Exactly. And you think you have so many seconds yeah. just to prepare, to think, and then to play. Yeah. And actually in the real world, you have just it's, half a second. No, not even. Not no. even sometimes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's really funny that you bring that up because I was commentating that match. Oh, really? When you did that. Okay. And that was I, a good match. That was a good it match. It was a great match. And, you know, Flipper, a poor old Flipper, because, oh, yeah. you know, she got, which she felt got hooked a few times every year because she felt like she had the best shot on the WTA Tour. <laughs> yes. And you won it every year no matter what. Yes. And so we want to give yes. a bit of credit to yes. Flipper. Yes. And of all the people that you hit yes. your greatest shot against, it was against poor old Kirsten Flippers. Yes. Um, but because uh, she's had some beauties through the years. Oh yes, and I actually voted for her once. She made that unbelievable shot, and I knew it's gonna be her because that was unbelievable. I yeah. think it was a tweener, and she made some uh, winner from that, and oh, it was crazy. Yeah. And then I'm um, ending up you winning wanted, again. You won it again. She's like, "What have I gotta do? <laughs> yeah. What have I gotta do? Hit hit the hit a ball with n- not looking? Exactly. Oh wait, you've already done that. <laughs> yes. No, that was truly so, one of the greatest shots I've yes, ever seen. So and I, I literally got out of my chair as a commentator mm. and just um, went, "Are you joking? Yeah. yeah. So it was. I got. I'm. I miss commentating yeah. your I, matches. And actually, I'm also missing that kind of shots and. Uh, uh, talking about it because this is always something that you're going to remember for so many years yeah. and um you actually, miss that adrenaline on that <laughs> yes yes and also it's always when i was doing that on court i was like i was thinking oh my god is this going to be shot of the year oh i have to do it better <laughs> you really thought that <laughs> yeah also yeah. so uh, especially when it was like when i won already twice or three times i was like okay i have to do it again uh so um yeah 
Well, um, it was always such a pleasure. It, first of all, it was always a pleasure to play against you, even though it was a nightmare because nobody <laughs> could hit a cross-court backhand passing shot past me at the net better than you. And you did it a lot of times. Um, but I always had so much fun playing against you because it was always the same. You gave everything. It was fun. It, you left it on the court. We smiled and we talked off the court. We always had a great relationship. Um, you're always awesome to be around on a tour. We miss you out on tour. But it's been great to see you this week. It's also, I miss commentating you because, like I said, you were truly one, one of my favorite to commentate anytime. Um, but I'm really happy that you're happy and life is good for you. So yeah, yeah, life is good. And, well, maybe we'll play some doubles and legends so I can do those backhands again. Can you? Because, you know, I am pretty good with the trick shots as well. Trust me, I'm not losing my touch. Okay. So uh, yeah, you well, better be careful. Guess what, honey? The, the touch is all that's there from me, you know. Okay. Yeah, we'll movement, see. We'll so much, see. You know, I did hit a tweener one time in the women's oh, okay. final doubles. Yeah. I really hope we can play some doubles. Yeah, well, she'll, soon. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to put it out there right now. Aga okay. Radwanska and Renee Stubbs would like to be paired together at a Grand Slam in the Legends. Yes. Because you will not have more fun. And yes. in actual fact, I am losing my Legends partner in Kim Clijsters at Wimbledon. That's and right. we won it like last okay. year. We had to default this year because Kim hurt her neck. Oh, okay. And we were undefeated. So, okay. Oh, there you go. Therefore, Radwanska and Stubbs sounds pretty good to me. Yes, for me as well. Thanks, buddy. Let's do it. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. I love you. Thanks so much. Thank you. I'm going to come and visit you in Krakow when you're building your house. Okay. We can practice there. Exactly. Then Perfect. I have a court. And, and, you know, if you kick me out, I've got a hotel I can go to. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. And that's it for this episode of the Racket Magazine podcast. Thanks for listening. Our host is Renee Stubbs. Our co-host and producer is me, Caitlin Thompson. Music by internationally renowned DJ Stretch Armstrong. Thanks to Tim Rogerian and the team at ACAST. Find us at racketmag.com slash podcast and subscribe to us at any of your favorite podcatchers. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.